0: Good morning everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Oh, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. Here was my first cup of coffee. Ah. Delicious. <laughs> I clearly greatly needed. Uh but I do know that today is Friday. Yay! Everybody do a chair dance. Uh, I feel like Friday should be celebrated regardless of the implications. You know, like whether it's actually your uh, gateway to two days off or what have you. Let's just make Friday be a day of celebration. Hummingbird agrees. Today is Friday, June 4th. Uh, May the 4th be with you. Doesn't work damn it. Um, so yeah, I'm clearly a little giddy this morning. Punchy, perhaps. Um, bright familiar. I did not get 3K yesterday. I got, um, (laughs) it was funny because I referred to Wednesday as a debacle to to Dorinda. And she said, uh, She's like, getting 1500 words doesn't count as a debacle, Jeffy. And I was like, well, that's probably a legit point. So, yesterday, um, oops, don't do that. Yesterday, I got 2200 words, 2192. So, I'm a, a little over 76,000. I'm still making progress. I've just hit the slowdown point, um, which is frustrating to me. But actually, I'm feeling less frustrated about it and just I'm um being at I am being at peace with the fact that I I should totally do this correctly. I don't typically meditate this way but. Hello Hummingbird darling. There's reasons why you do this. It's a energy circulation thing and it does feel good but I can't sit here and meditate on my podcast. Um. (laughs) except it it did clear my mind I forgot what I was saying uh oh um I'm just doing the three one hour sessions and not trying to milk it for more and letting the uh words flow as they will hitting that point where I'm getting somewhere around 600 words an hour um whatever (laughs) I'm also um angsting that this book isn't any good I don't know if I mentioned it on here before I uh, said it writer coffee a couple weeks ago that I'm worried that I'm writing the two towers and a couple of people said I liked the two towers. Um, oh and did I share this. Okay, so I've like totally forgotten everything I've already told you guys but um, there was this thing I don't think I shared it. I should put the screenshot on uh, today's podcast. I'll put it in the show notes. Because it's just a great example of of how well, not to talk to an editor where this total dipshit guy was messaging this editor and she did a screenshot. But one of the things he said on there was that he was the next GRRM. So I just share that on the email loop that I'm on with George uh, because I thought he would be amused. I was like, that that you all would like to see how uh, the next GRRM is behaving. And George commented saying, he said, you know, it used to be that people wanted to be the next J.R.R. token. He said, I wonder when that changed. Was it the TV show? Which I thought was an interesting question. I mean, probably it was. You know, having a massive hit of an HBO miniseries is probably what does it. I suspect some of it also came from um, that Neil Gaiman response, George R. R. Martin is not your bitch, uh, to the person who complained about that waiting for that last book in the series which is especially ironic now as people are still waiting <laughs> for, for that book but um yeah it was uh, it is a funny thing and so then um who was it somebody else was it ty frank i hate to give the wit to somebody else but uh, somebody else uh, sent back saying um jrrt colon tired GRRM Colin wired I was like we totally need that on a t-shirt and so that's one thing that's interesting about george and i think is true for many people who uh, realize a great success from their work is that it does especially after a long time because you know george you know has been writing fantasy since i think published since the early 90s I'm I'm noticing there's a lot of water on my table. We got a really good soaking rain last night. Um, yay for soaking rains, huh? Um, so especially when you spend a really long time like with a moderate level of success, you know, because you couldn't say that he was like a failure before that because he was published and he had an audience and all of that. But then when you hit that all of a sudden like things take off and it's 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 um it's a surprising and bemusing thing because it's like why that thing out of all the stuff I've written why did that click and usually you just there's never an answer to that nobody knows which is why it comes back to that whole thing with the people who are like I can teach you how to be the next GRRM or I could teach you how to write the breakout novel <laughs> that's exactly how he sounds too um very much like Kermit the Frog, uh, except that's an insult to Kermit. I take it back. Um, that the people who promise to teach those things, they don't know why stuff is a success either. And um, you know, now I hate to reference J.K. Rowling because she's turned out, you know, made such an ass of herself. But it was really fascinating to me to watch Oprah interview J.K. Rowling and ask her. Um, what you know if she ever thought that Harry Potter would be such a huge success and if she understood why it was such a phenomenon and she said no and she said how about you and Oprah said no I I don't know and I think that's the thing. The people who are always trying to crack the code on that sort of thing I think don't on some level don't believe the people who have been very successful when they say that they don't know why they don't know why it worked. It just clicked and that thing clicked, but another thing didn't. Um, I don't know. I guess in some ways it's, it's nice to know that there is a, um, mystery in the universe still could be Lucifer could be the deal with the devil. I finished season one, starting in on season two loving, we have also been watching condor have you guys seen condor so this is funny because dorinda told me to watch condor uh there's a couple seasons of it and it is a series that is based on the same story as the movie three days of the condor which is based on the book six days of the condor um uh, Dorinda and i were laughing that apparently uh The Robert Redford movie decided that Robert Redford and Faye Dunaway in 1975, something like that, uh, they decided six days was too long, so they compressed it to three. And now it's um, decompressed again into a couple of seasons of a series. And what's funny is... Dorinda started talking about it. And she said, well, did you ever watch Three Days of the Condor? And I said, no, I just don't like war movies. She's like, it's not a war movie. It's, it's about the CIA. I was like, are you sure? And she's like, well, yes, I'm sure because I've watched it. <laughs> and, and I'm watching this uh, TV show the, uh, that's Condor. It's on Epix. So if you, like, get Apple TV or Prime, uh, you can get Epix. Um, and we did the Epic subscription dollars a month pretty reasonable they, they let's watch like the first two episodes for free and then hooked us but um <laughs> I was like I just had it in my head that three days of the condor was like a war military movie and it was like I have no idea where you got that idea and I, I don't know it just was in my head so I mentioned it to David and I said you know Dorenda says this show's really good and um and we should check it out you know at least try the first episode and see if we like it constantly looking for a series that we'd like to watch together and i said it's um the same story as the movie three days of the condor and david says well i thought you didn't like war movies and i was like aha thought it he totally thought it was a war movie too and dorinda is just completely bemused by this to the point where she went and did a search where she was looking for things that had condor in it to try to figure out why david and i both had it in our heads i think it just is because we're meant for each other <laughs> clearly think the same way um it we have not yet solved the mystery of why david and i were both so convinced it was a war movie Anyway, it's not a war movie. It's a CIA spy movie and it is excellent. Um, I know I mentioned it earlier because I was talking about Brendan Fraser having gotten kind of squidgy, but making he's doing an amazing acting job playing this, um, very creepy, mild, totally evil guy. Mira Sorvino is in it looking tall and gorgeous and almost unrecognizable I keep thinking about her um because she was one of the actresses that really dropped out of sight dropped out of Hollywood um because of Harvey Weinstein uh, she and Selma Hayek uh, are a couple and Uma Thurman uh, you know all actresses that he sexually harassed and assaulted and then blackballed when they wouldn't go along and now they're coming back and getting these great movie roles it's like so great to see them again uh but I would not have recognized Mira Sorvino Uh, I don't know if she had work done or if it's just the way that she's changed Uh, she doesn't have the same baby face she used to have um absolutely gorgeous and so much gravitas William Hurt is in it um the the lead the two leads the Robert Redford and Faye Dunaway characters are fairly new people and I don't remember their um names offhand but they're very good so um and lots of twists it's it's gripping it's gripping show. So we're enjoying that too. So I sort of um went from topic to topic there and I don't remember (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember how I got there um, oh well I, if you're shouting at me and telling me I can't hear you I do want to share with you guys this review I ran across it just came across my goodreads feed. Um, because I do have that open I enjoy seeing people you know some authors are like oh goodreads is a cesspool I never look at it. It's like I like goodreads I read, you know, I, it opens up, uh, you know, I have all my tabs that automatically open when I open Chrome and that's one of them. So I just happened to see this one and I think it's a brilliant review. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to just read this to you guys. Cause I think you'll be amused. So, and I'll link to the review in my show notes. So, um, the, the book is called Murder in the Manor. And uh, Jane's review, a one-star review, is, um, Wow, I found this one for free on Google Play, surely some mistake since it's $20 plus on Audible, and wanted to test, test out the JP Audio app, and I feel like I've accidentally fallen into a very dirty part of the publishing pool. See my conclusion. It's not just a story that in itself is worthy of much headbanging and indeed has been thoroughly dissected by other reviewers. Lacey gets divorced, immediately flies to England to see the seaside town where she was, ha- where she had happy memories with her dad. And within like two days is fitted out with a cozy cottage, an antiques business, a resident visa. My husband is American and I don't even want to get started on how difficult it is to immigrate into the UK. But Lacey just makes a phone call and voila, a dog useful for the plot, and an attractive man who has the hots for her and can cook. She then gets involved in a fairly bonkers plot, whereby an old lady immediately trusts her to auction the contents of her manor, which is full of priceless Victorian Ottomans, and the author apparently unaware that the bottom has fallen out of the antiques market unless it is rusty shabby chic junk, and is then found dead to the benefit of some, of some entirely obvious suspects. No, what really got me about this audiobook was the narrator's delivery. Please, please, go listen to a sample and then try to imagine listening to that for nearly eight hours. And I actually did, because I kind of wanted to see how bad it got. Toward the end, the narrator started fluffing lines and doing retries, which is fine, happens in audio narration, but she didn't bother to edit them out, and the author apparently didn't bother to check. At one point, the narrator went back a few pages and inserted an earlier bit, and her attempts at accents, especially English, and the book is set in England, were indescribable. I found myself constantly wondering what nationality Mary Sarah is, but one thing I'm pretty sure about is that Mary Sarah is no more, I, apparently that's, um, let's see, Oh, Mary Sarah is probably the narrator and Nancy and Fiona Grace is the author. So, um, I'm pretty sure, but the one thing I'm pretty sure about is that Mary Sarah is no more a real person than Fiona Grace. And she does a little asterisk update. She does appear to be a real narrator with an acting background and has narrated a lot of books. So the audiobook quality remains a mystery back up, I did actually think at one point that this might be AI narration, but a computer would have done a better job. The conclusion I'm rapidly coming to is that Fiona Grace is a right-for-hire hack or several hacks that someone is packaging up to fool cozy mystery readers into buying the books. There's a website and all. The books only started appearing in 2019 and suddenly there are a whole load of them translated into several languages as well and in audio to boot you won't find a picture of the author anywhere review and rating patterns are a bit suspect it all points to a pulp fiction factory not illegal or unusual in itself but pretty irritating for indie authors who care about delivering a good book to readers Avoid. Uh, I, I should like this i hadn't liked the uh, review but i did share it on my podcast and i shared it with grace because i know grace spends a lot of time uh having herself published books uh with the narration she listens to the whole thing I mean and it takes her a long time and I've always been impressed at how much time she invests in that which um clearly Fiona Grace is not interested in doing so I know Grace shared that on Facebook I shared it here I thought you all would be amused by that um pretty miraculous review really <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I just, I love it. I'm, I am never that pointed in reviews and, but you guys should hear the reviews uh, right in my head. So, um, Nebula conference this weekend should be great. Uh, bunch of panels and stuff. I did mentoring last night. Just one. Just one mentor. I have office hours this afternoon. If you are signed up for the conference, there might be a couple of time slots left. I'm not entirely certain. Oh, and I didn't do earrings. I should do earrings. So, and it's funny because we're now off of the main panel of earrings and into uh, sort of the post earrings. And <laughs> most of them are studs. And then this, these are not appropriate for... Um, Friday office wear but they are some of my glitzy glam rhinestone earrings so very much costume jewelry uh if you're not on audio there is a single stud with a rhinestone surrounded by pave rhinestones I don't I don't think these are in cubic zirconium although they're very pretty very sparkly um almost east indian in style with a teardrop shape and then three teardrops suspended from the bottom. I bought these specifically to match a dress um that is the dress that I won for the Rita awards when I won when my book won. I always have to remind myself I didn't win my book one uh the pages of the mind the uh, dress was one that my mom bought me for christmas she gave i said i'd wanted a dress for the rita awards and she sort of gave me a coupon and then she and my stepsister and i went shopping after christmas like the day after and uh, i bought this beautiful um, green black figure hugging dress and it had a kind of a, a pave rhinestone panel in the front and so we got these earrings too to match the gown um The dress does not fit anymore. Uh, something happened. I think the dry cleaner shrank (laughs) it. We'll stick with that story. Uh, but the earrings, the earrings fit still. So maybe the dress will one day fit again. If the, uh, I'll get a different dry cleaner to clean it. So on that note, I am going to go get my words. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. I hope you get to do relaxing and fun things and um special guest on Monday uh Lexi Chantal who just came out with an audiobook, science fiction book the Mars strain and I forget what she's doing it under a different pen name but I forget what she calls it but anyway she's going to be on the podcast on Monday so um That'll be a special treat. I need to talk to her about if she'll do video. We need to have her do video, right? It may be audio only. We'll find out. Anyway, have a great weekend. I'll remind you first cup of coffee as part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Talk to you all on Monday. Bye bye.